Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We will now, I think, move on to the two video game songs we're going to talk about. Sam, which which of these came out first? Which game came out first? So there's Everything or Nothing, and there's Nightfire. Um, so Nightfire came out first, and it was it wasn't long before Dying of a Day. When so was Agent I, I, Under Fire as well? <laughs> Sorry, I, that was before. That, no, that, that was yeah. the year before because that yeah. that was supposed that was supposed to be a World Is Not Enough ports, but then. The world is not enough was too far gone at that point that they just redistributed the assets, changed some stuff to make it Agent Under Fire. And then Nightfire was kind of, I would say it was more of a spiritual successor than a, a, mm. a true sequel because even though there's like references and you do have Zoe Nightshade who's in both, mm. there's not really a, a, a reference, I'd say, apart from seeing the Marprave Industries logo. Um, it's kind of a bit like from Rush with Love in that sense, where you kind of get a couple of teasers of the previous film, but it's it's not. It goes you don't, its own rely, <clears throat> you don't re- yeah, you don't rely on the last thing to enjoy this one. Mm. So Nightfire and then Everything or Nothing came out a couple of years afterwards, except from that actually had Pierce Brosnan's voice and Judy Dench and John Cleese, whereas it was just the likenesses of Judy Dench and Pierce Brosnan in Nightfire. Yeah, well, okay. If we, if we talk about Nightfire first, this one returns to the first-person shooter format, obviously made famous with Goldeneye, which we touched upon, and then World Is Not Enough. And it was on the Windows, the Mac, and the Game Boy Advance. Remember them? Completely forgot about them. Brilliant. Did it, so, what did did either did you guys have the game, and which format did you have it on? So I had I had Nightfire on PS2. And I had everything or nothing on Xbox. We had both on PS2, didn't we? I think. And I was trying to, I was trying to rig my brains on Nightfire because I remember really enjoying it, but I think it's so long ago. Is there a level that was like a significant sniper level on it? Is that the right game? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what the the level name is called off the top of my head at the moment, but um, yeah, it's kind of like right in the middle of the game. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 part of like kind of a factory setting. That's so it in a factory. Yeah. 
So you've got some like rooftops and yeah. Wow. I, re- I remember spending hours upon hours on that level. So that whenever I think of that game, that's that's the level that I always remember with Nightfire. But I remember thoroughly enjoying it, thinking it was a cracking game. Got very fond memories of us playing it. And and, and it like you've kind of uh, mentioned, Sam, it filled that void, didn't it? For for and, and it was kind of you know we still Rosenham was Bond and would be in our mind for the next five or six years. Do you know what I mean? We still expected him to be Bond. It was it was his very much his golden era, and you know he was even on the games. I know you say Agent Under Fire, you know, it was just an impersonation. Uh, you know, when it gets to everything or nothing, Rosalind's really got the whole Bond universe stitched up, kind of. He's got it all, yeah. um, and everyone's buying into it. And to see and play on these games was pretty empowering, wasn't it, for Bond fans to kind of go on missions like this and. Like even yeah. the sniper, from what I vaguely remember, even though the, the levels were unique in themselves, they all make you kind of hark back to certain scenes in the actual franchise that you kind of you're trying to emulate or imagining yourself in, and it's it's so good that these games really appealed to Bond fans and probably wider audiences as well. It's, it was a great few years. Really well. I think the good the good thing about the games is that, especially at that time, is that they didn't feel like they were just filling a void. It just felt like it was part of the. It just felt yeah. like it was part of the universe. Yeah. And I think, yeah. especially at that time, I feel like you know, Bond. It was. It was. It was for everyone. You know that. You know yeah. there was. You know there was playing cards for for kids. I remember my cousin. You know had a lot of those. You know there was toys. There was. There was just so much. It, it felt a lot more open and I think that just went with you know whether it was leading up to the 40th anniversary or not it just felt like there was a you know Bond was you know big it felt like it was equal to the other big hitters and I think the good thing I think especially starting with Nightfire Agent Under Fire had a decent story but it you know involved cloning which I think just went a bit too far to sort of mm. think oh they, that could be a Bond film whereas I feel like especially with Nightfire and Everyone Nothing you could kind of make a case that they could have made Bond films mm. that yeah, it yeah. follows the structure you, you have you know levels like Night Shift which is the stealth level that's you know where Bond would you know get the information you get Phoenix Fire which is that's like the, a big action sequence in the middle of the film then also you get Countdown and Equinox at the end which are the, are the big climax wow. um, so it does it does follow it you know Sorry. you you even have a pre-title sequence you, know, yeah. you get you know which is the the training level which it just makes so much sense for a game to have the pre-title sequence be the training level to introduce you to the to the shooting and to the driving i need to get an emulator i need to sort this out and get back on this this sounds Mm. yeah just Just make sure that you get that you get the console version not the pc version (laughs) you know when things are just re-triggering you're thinking yeah if if you look up if you look up youtube or any images john it'll just take you right back it'll take you right back and there's a play is it called like a playthrough or play Mm. play around or something where you can just watch it it brings back so many fond memories where you're in the heart of a franchise that was absolutely booming yeah and also i think the actual music itself i didn't realize i i think you can find you can find all the music on youtube as well that's yeah it's actually a really good soundtrack and you do get the feel for each thing yeah yeah it is it is very good and then the multiplayer i would say is better than golden eye in 64 um, I just think the levels, well, another, the characters it's got the that are in characters, there, doesn't it? Again, I, I was looking through. I'd forgotten. It's got some of the obvious ones. It's got Goldfinger. It's got scenes from Goldfinger and Spy Love Me. But you can play as Goldfinger, Baron Samadhi, Jaws, Zorin, 
and <laughs> Renard. Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. You've got to get on this again. This yeah. is incredible, isn't we it? We need to do it, don't we? Yeah, the yeah. The fact that, that you could go, really up, you could go up against Zorin and Mayday and Electric King and Renard, you know, <laughs> was just, you know, it was just... Everything. It seemed insane because it was like, oh, you're, it's like you're making your own, your own, your own kind of little mission or something. Like, you would be playing as, as Bond and yeah. maybe as Wei, as Wei Lin against Electric King, Renard, you know, Zenny on the top and Knickknack. Oh. You know, yeah, but then also you would use the, the in-game characters as well. Like I used to, I mean, there was like I think three or four of, of us, you know, male cousins, and there was only if we we're all playing as MI6, there'd only be one person who could play Bond, and the rest had to play the Bond girls. I was the eldest, so a lot of time I did manage to get Bond. But I mean, if I wasn't going to play him, it was like, oh great, I'm going to be Dominique, and that's fine. I'll play as Christmas Jones and still and still, you know, make it work. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, one of the Bond girls in it was. Kimberly Davis. I was just from, about uh, to Annalise say. Annalise from Neighbours. Insane. Oh, I mean, this makes what? it even more legendary. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't think I need oh. it. It's so budget than everything or nothing, clearly, but still. And she, and she was in Friends. <laughs> she was in she Friends, was in, you're right. Yeah, was it, she really? Uh, yeah, she, she was, uh, I think, Ross and Chandler's uh, college reunion. Yeah. She's, she's one of the people that I think Ross makes out with her in the flashback. And I always thought, she looks very familiar. And then... I didn't see yeah. her on Neighbours, but obviously when I'd like seen, you know, when it was like news stories about Neighbours, they may have shown a clip that she was in. I think after a, f- you know, a few years ago, I was like, Alora's voice sounds very, very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then I thought it was, it was her. So I think if there was ever, if I ever made a Nightfire opening, I'd just cast Kimberly Davis as Alora because it just makes sense because... Oh yeah, and obviously Kimberly Davis is an I'm a celebrity, meaning that she is the second Bond girl to be an I'm a celebrity after Brick Atling. Yes, <laughs> brilliant, oh. very good. Yeah, <laughs> keep that going, keep it going. Do you, yeah. want, <laughs> do you want another link with that, John? Go on, let's do it. The two babes in the mid '90s of Neighbours were Annalise and Beth, weren't they? Beth. So Beth, if you like blondes, it was Annalise, and Beth was Natalie and Brulia. Oh, oh, all people. Oh, oh, baby. So the link between that, of course, is Johnny English. English. She was in Johnny English. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. Which was written by Purvis and Wade. <laughs> which takes us back to the world is not enough. <laughs> which, also had, also. which also had Bruce Seven Bruce degrees Fierstein, of which he wrote yeah, was, everything yeah, or nothing. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> very good. There we go. There's an even sadder connection. This is really sad. I don't know who's the baddie, but there's an actor called Michael Ensign who is in uh, Nightfire. <laughs> now, this guy, if he, I could, I mean, you wouldn't remember his name maybe, but he's been in so many of these 80s films, right? He is the guy in Ghostbusters who gets really annoyed. He's the hotel manager, you know? No, 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 no! <laughs> no! <laughs> yes. One of the great. Oh, yes. Parts yeah, in that yeah, film, yeah. Isn't he? Yeah, well, I need to watch. It's you know, been so long since I've seen Ghostbusters. I really yeah, need to watch it again. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There that. he is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I had no idea of so much money. I won't pay. Oh, we'll just uh, put it right back. Oh no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about the song apparently from uh, Nightfire, <laughs> which was a. Uh, it's it was actually a song that wasn't actually written for the game, but I think they. They heard it, they liked it. So it's it's called very unbond name, you could say, but is it? I don't know. It's called Nearly Civilized. I don't really know what nearly civilized means, but maybe <laughs> lost in translation. But it's by um, a singer called Estero, I think yeah. you pronounce it. 
Right, this is another one of my theories. If your surname is a place, then then you aren't from that place. So, uh, her <laughs> real name... Brazil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Brilliant. Yeah. Jason Scott. Yeah. You could, yeah. you know, the real name yeah. of Estero is Jenny Englishman. She's Canadian. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah she, I mean, I've, I've heard the odd song from her. She... She was on the. She was involved with the Yes We Can, the the um, uh, Obama song uh, in the lead up to his. It's sort of that late late two thousands, and she's actually on uh, one of one or two of Timberland's albums. She did she did a few of the vocals um, on those songs. So yeah, but a bit more R and B. But this song, this song, Sam, it's a bit it's a bit different, but it's quite an exciting Bond song, I think. It feels like it's got a touch of Bond. You know, mm. it may not be a full Bondian song, but it feels. You know, nearly civilized. It doesn't sound like a complete Bond song, but it feels like it's been touched by Bond. I, it's a, yeah, it's a very yeah. weird. I don't know really how to explain it. And I think the kind of vibe of the song. It reminds me, you know, a little bit like garbage. You know, yeah, just yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I'm about to yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I. I yeah, I get I get that vibe, but I like that it is a bit more softer and it does have the strings and that it it does build up. So I think the actual I really like the structure of the song, mm. the lyrics, and I think some of them work well. I think the the main issue I have the, with the lyrics is even though I like it, we will throw this building up just so we can tear it down again. I think of that and think up more: are we building up walls and then tearing them down like emotional walls or whatever? And that's the thing I I. I kind of question but I like I think the first lines don't love me quietly do it with intensity I, just, I think that's such a I don't know why I just find that very like a very strong opening because mm. it's just so delicate and then the music goes and it's like you just hear that beat there's a lot of instrumental and I think the fact that it's over a, yeah. yeah the fact that it's over an opening title sequence as short as it is as well I think that just really adds to the immersion for the game yeah. and so the fact that it's the first it's the first time that's really happened it's something that it should be commended for you know that first line don't love me quietly do it with intensity do you think it was ripped straight out of make it last all night <laughs> yeah it does say that <laughs> do it with every sinew strain I mean, it, it could, it could oh, again, whoa. it could be a spiritual successor. Whoa, uh, Sheila, Sheila Conti's been at it again, hasn't she? Oh, Dirty Shelby. Yeah. Dirty Shelby. This is a weird memory. I might be wrong. But at the end of the actual song, when it was contained in the game. Yes, it, you're right. I know whisper, what you're it whispered yeah. Nightfire at the end. That was probably added yeah. on, wasn't it? Cause just yeah. to make it. Don't worry, lads. This Make yeah, something. It, it's not in the full version. Yeah. Not on the recording <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's when Rosin turns around and Nightfire appears on screen, and that's yeah. when it says it, and I think that's proud of when you go, oh, all right, okay, even though you... Again, you can <laughs> yeah. find this on YouTube, and when when you watch it, when you watch it on YouTube, it, with the song and all the movements, it comes back to you so, so oh, quickly, all everything about it. Because, because this intro, I'm pretty sure you'd see it. Would you see it every time you switch on the game, pretty much, and get going? Yeah. I don't I don't think you'd... Yeah, you'd, yeah you, can, you can skip it. And yeah. I think the first, the, I think the very first time you put the game in, you would you would immediately go into the Paris Prelude level. Mm. You would do that, then you would have the the brief cut scene with Dominique and Bond, and then it would go into the the title sequence with the song, and then it would go onto the main menu, I think, or it would go yeah. to the next level. So I, th- I think that's a, a really nice touch, and I think the fact that it does come on is similar to everything or nothing. It comes on when you start the game. I think that's what makes it gets it stuck in there. Yeah. But I really like that in the title sequence, you have at least what I believe are people who are supposed to be. Dominique, Alora, Kiko, 
in the title sequence and it's like alluding to these women who have you know who held the story we, which we was interesting we were we were oh. so spoiled weren't we how spoiled were we yeah yeah having all oh. this at that, yeah, at that, yeah. at that yeah, i think these this is part of the reason we just sort of thought as brosnan as your bond you know not only is the one when we were growing up yeah but it, the films were in quick succession you had games you know he was just he looks so like bond and he looks like Bond in the games, doesn't he? Looks like him. I know it wasn't oh. his voice in this one. It was in Am I Right in Everything or Nothing, but it's all... Yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah. You could get Stu only live tweets to, to do his voice now, couldn't you? He returned. <laughs> there you go. I, I, I'm definitely downloading this. I'm getting back on it. I don't know. Give, give me three months or something like that. I, I'm more than happily do a full podcast with some people on this because I, I, I remember got it, we? hours upon hours of fun playing this game. Yeah. Well, Sam's the expert. He Sam will be on that. Yeah. Right? Come on, Sam. I know. I, th- I think I said uh, I put on Twitter a, a month or so ago. Like, oh, like it needs to just be like an event where people have to, uh, a bunch of consoles and play multiplayer with each other in some form of yeah. tournament. And there's like people saying like count me in and stuff, and then you'd have like that kind of like the best of the best would be in that final console that it'd be like four players who's gonna you know win. Blimey! Uh, wow. And then maybe down to the final two. Could you could you do a draw to see who you actually get on the multiplayer as well? So character. like yeah, what character? So like John pulls out Baron Samady, and that's who he has to be. You know. Yeah. So, I mean, oh. I, I think if you, if it would be funny if you had like all the characters who are in the multiplayer, and then you just end up being Alpine Guard or something. From- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. An underdog um, story, I think. Or oh, Carrie Edwards on 007 Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. That- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the, the the best facts about the game, though, is that Brosnan that Lord Bond himself is voiced by Maxwell Caulfield. I was just making sure that it was this game, and it was. Maxwell Caulfield, and he was, yes. he was in Dynasty and the Colbys, um, in the eighties, and he was in Emmerdale. Um, I didn't watch it at the time, yeah. so I don't know who he played. But I think that's really just random casting to to have someone who was he was also quite, quite experienced. Opposite Michelle Pfeiffer in, in Greece too. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a weird choice. Not complaining. I think if Brosnan wasn't going to do it, then. He does a he does a decent job. Better than the guy who does it in in 007 Racing. Terrible, terrible. That's another one, right? In in what? Sorry, 007, 007, 007 Racing. Was that only remember that, Harry? No, yeah, I've never heard that, I don't think that was a PS1 game, and basically it was all it. The idea of it was pretty good. Like you, you were different cars from the Bond era, and you had to do missions or destroy things and all that. But it was just incredibly hard, wasn't it, Sam? Yeah, like I, I didn't own it as a kid, but I, but I, heard, but I, I found out about it and then bought it, and I did find it difficult. I, I, I do commend them on. They had original villains, but then they also had the majority of other villains were those who we didn't see die. So I think Whisper was in it. Uh, <laughs> like that, I think. What? <laughs> no, he can't. No way. Ma- ma- Sheriff J.W. Pepper was in Charlie? it. Um, was Charlie? Was <laughs> Charlie? J.W. Pepper. Charlie wasn't in it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Because there's, there's a level I think in Louisiana. Animated enough already, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then you just you, yeah, you just say "Get out of my bayou, boy," or something like that. It's it, it's insane. But I mean, you do you get to drive the Aston Martin DB5. You get to drive the Lotus. You get the BMW Z8. I think this is huge. Uh, 
it's not a great game but i feel like just as an experience doesn't matter just as an experience do it but yeah the the brosnan voice that isn't brosnan is it's just not it's not good but i mean times changed it was the period when you could like trade in ps1 games i think i remember taking actua soccer 2 and puzzle fighter and ridge racer 2 would put them all to electronics boutique and say if i hand these in how much do you get and i think they give it 20 quid and that just about scraped me 007 racing and i remember within a week mm. i was severely wow. i'm just looking at the front cover and it's ringing some bells actually we were n64 people though so we, we were a little bit reluctant to admit any when tomorrow yeah. never dies there was a tomorrow never dies game wasn't there on tomorrow never dies was that yeah. 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 Tomorrow never dies game. Yeah. yeah and we're yeah. pretty gutted that that got exclusive ps um playstation rights didn't it i think but then you got yeah. then you got the uh matthew ashforth famously saying it was better than uh, but then you got the world is not enough and the world is not enough on n64 was a far far better game than the one on the PS One, they were a different game. Oh, hmm. yeah. So the so the world is not enough, and N sixty four was an absolute killer game. It was only one lower yeah, yeah. than Gold. I, I really, really want to yeah. get that game. I it really want to get the, the N sixty four. Yeah, it played version. in a reasonably similar way to Goldeneye. Well, yeah, because it was back to first person. I think yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies. They went to third person. They did, and then they went back to first. But no, I, yeah, it is it. That, I think that just the whole thing about the gaming at the time. I mean, there were so many IPs that were being used, and there's so many of those movies that oh they can become video games and a lot of times they really fail and i think with the bond games i think they really hit and miss sometimes sometimes they're just kind of fine but i think especially in the early noughties i think after 007 racing i would say you kind of are getting those you know those great ones i think goldeneye really did set a standard which i don't think tomorrow never dies hit and the world is not enough I've not played so I can't say remember there being a really difficult level with Davidoff that we always got stuck on on the world is not enough really difficult Sne- sneaking around at night he became piled in paperwork <laughs> <laughs> just lads what, before we go on to everything or nothing just John and Harry what are your thoughts on the song Nearly Civilised yeah I had made comparisons with Garbage myself I thought that kind of and you know when yeah. you hear it now it doesn't strike you at all really as a, a bomb, song, bomb song straight away but again I've, I've just got I've got respect for that and I I think you know if, you, if you're creating a game where you're wanting it to appear, appeal and appear as a really James Bond project it's quite a risky song to have at the, t- the titles that's meant to get people into the Bond mood it, it's mm. it's it's not, you know, you'd think that they'd go for a real, you know, nuts and bolts James Bond song that almost sounds like a carbon copy of one that already exists. This is very unlike anything else. And, you know, I'm, at the moment, I'm just on a real high for praising any bold move within the franchise, anything that um, shows a bit of ingenuity. And yeah, I, I, and I like listening to it. I think it's a really interesting song to listen to in its own right. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. The first two things that come to mind when I think of that song are the production is so of its time. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing. You know, it's not a criticism. It, yeah. that, that, that kind of beats very David Arnold, the kind of beat going on underneath it. Really yeah. great. And the second one is, 
it really does have a world is not enough vibe to it in terms of the, the guy the start of it very garbagey but not so much that it feels like a knockoff it very no. much feels original you know you can just tell that it's got something in there and i wonder if that's what they, they'd heard that and they thought oh well you know this has been the previous film this is a continuation well, this is a continuation you know they didn't try that well <laughs> I mean, we get everything or nothing, and we have an improvement on the song. But we'll carry on. We'll carry on with that after. <laughs> but um, the I don't know. I, I I think it's a good song. Actually, I really like it. Yeah, it does the job for me. It's great. It's great. I think J- John makes a really good point. I think Nearly Civilized has reflections of the world is not enough and everything or nothing. Especially the remix has reflections of Dine of a Day. Absolutely. Um, and Nightfire was produced before Dine of a Day came out, so it makes sense that that was kind of like the one the world is not enough is the one that they you know kind of went back to i think i i kind of wonder when nearly civilized was incorporated into the game whether or not it was kind of like a last minute oh we'll just add a title sequence we'll do a we'll add this song in there we'll see how that goes and that might may have been the reason why they said oh right well we'll do that again but we'll actually produce a song with everything or nothing because obviously if they didn't produce this one then they'd be like all right okay we'll do that ourselves and we'll make it you know more bond that's what i think they would be thinking uh, i think it was a great job that a great choice for them to do that as well anyway well the result is we get four great songs don't we the two games and uh well there's not enough and down of the day yeah. um right we will uh, we will go on to <laughs> eon everything or nothing eon oh, eon. Mm. eon productions <laughs> yeah yeah there you go apparently that's it wasn't what it initially well, was yeah. meant, but that's how it's now abbreviated as, yeah. Oh, no, that's what I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. As in, I don't mean the company was, was stood for that now. No, they didn't deliberately call it Eon because of that, but now it's obviously taken as that. And it is it is everything or nothing at the moment. It's nothing for the last six years. <laughs> <laughs> Action. This is John Glenn. You're listening to Really <laughs> 007 Podcast. So as Sam just said, yeah, this was the first uh, Bond title song for a video game that was written especially for the game itself. And, you know, it, it's another one which almost as good as, if not better, than some of the recent uh, film songs, aren't they? And Everything or Nothing is, uh, is... It didn't sound... I've not heard it for a few years, and it didn't sound quite how I remembered it. It was much more dancey and mm. beat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And yeah, it was sort of a mix of genres. Die another day. Was, uh, of course, it was performed by yeah. Well, yeah, the strings. <laughs> oh yeah, the string. Keep going about the strings. They don't want it. 
<laughs> so it was, uh, yeah. it was performed by Maya, who's obviously pretty big turn of the millennium R&B. You won't remember this probably, will you, Sam? But yeah, Case of the X was quite big. My Love is Like Whoa, Harry. Can you remember that one? Yeah, Underrated yeah I, I, it's a great I, song. I do, li- yeah. I do like her, Good. and I like a lot of her songs. I think she's mm. quite a surprising choice for a Bond song, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's R&B. Yeah. And- and quite soft, and is, in a soft yeah. voice. I think it was actually quite clever because, I mean, as you said, you know, Case of the X, My Love is Like Well, were probably like the two main things that she did as singles that we would know her for. But she was in Lady Marmalade with Pink, Christina Aguilera yeah. and Little Kim. Absolutely. Uh, and then she was in Ghetto Superstar. She she featured Whoa. on that yeah. single. What a song. Yeah. Um, so, so, so she, she as, a, as an international star, she'd, a, she'd actually done quite a, a lot. Whereas I think Estero is so, uh, you know, US, yeah. North America. Niche. Yeah, yeah, we, we knew who Maya was. And also mm. she, she'd done some acting. She'd been in Chicago. And I think she'd been in another, she'd been in something else as well. So I think the fact that, I, f- I feel like the producers of the game or, or whoever would have been like in casting, well, we, we need can get her to do the song she can be a character yeah. in the game and mm. she can sing a version of the song in the game and we can do that all that in one and then also make free mixes out of it so i think it was quite clever actually yeah. and it could have gone more r&b but i think they, they do it again like you said about the you know reflections of dying of a day you hear that electronic ele- like kind of electronic r&b yeah absolutely it's not particularly a, a a song that i really love i think i prefer nearly civilized but i think it's it, again it's commendable that they kind of yeah took brosnan's universe and went the next step as it probably would have gone it very much feels more controversial than an invisible car, isn't it? Bond going R and B. I mean, he had no. he had an invisible suit, an invisible suit. He he went invisible in in the in the game. So I mean, it's yes. it's, it's again natural. It's well natural progression mm. of the franchise at that point. Yeah, people didn't take issue at the time. No, sorry. To me, everything or nothing very much feels like the fifth Brosnan film in terms mm. of that it, it feels. Oh. It, like they throw everything at it it's far more cinematic than Nightfire to me Maya singing the song for starters you know it, we're, yeah. we're, we're getting a, a well known artist in but I mean just listen to the cast that we bring in to, yeah. for what is a game you know we've wow. got yes. we've got John Cleese Judy Dench Richard Keel which is as before but we've got Bruce Fierstein writing it's it it's incredible it's just unbelievable then we'll get Heidi Klum in. I mean, we could have got Seal at that time to have done the thing. Oh, well, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got Willem Dafoe. And then we've got, well, every teenage boy's favourite early noughties actress. Maybe not every teenage <laughs> Well, not all right. <laughs> Apologies. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I was just trying to generalise my own thoughts there, but to everybody. But there oh, we go. Yeah. My. American uh, Pie. Good grief. Yeah. Deary me, it, yeah. It, 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 it was... Shannon Elizabeth. Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think I think she she's a, she's a lot better in a um, scary movie than in a... Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just think she's so funny <laughs> in that. So, so yeah, I mean, the, the cast is insane. I mean, you get... I mean, Heidi Klum is just kind of at the top of her game. You know, she's just started doing more 
act, act no in terms of model she's modeling she's acting she's presenting yeah, yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. then well, willem dafoe it, it's after spider-man oh. so i mean he's mm. very well known by yeah, younger yeah. people at that point too they get richard keel back which he doesn't speak clearly they, they didn't want to include dolly in this so <laughs> yeah. they just they haven't they haven't been evil again yeah judy dench and john cleese i mean at least it gives john cleese another Whoa. another yes. Yeah. another go I mean John yeah. Cleese voices himself in a couple of other video games as well um, which is uh, Bond video games which is uh, kind of weird but the fact that they racing. yeah yeah right. it's I, I, I find it perplexing yeah. in a way because it is just it's like balls to the wall we're gonna just invest so much whereas I feel like Nightfire there was not enough main story they could have had two or three more missions to really make it feel like a full so close together releasing yeah from those- and then everything or nothing is just absolutely everywhere you've got all these yeah. locations you've got this this story with nanobots you know you end up in russia i, I find it i find that quite an interesting take to actually go to russia at the end mm. for those so- actors it's a pretty big thing for them to commit to the video game because willem dafoe you know might have wanted himself to be in the running for an actual bond film do you know what i mean if it yeah, yeah. By, by committing himself absolutely. to a, a, he'd he'd make a great villain he would yeah he must see this it or must have seen this as you know as big an opportunity almost as being yeah. in a film being in a Bond film itself is <laughs> yeah it's yeah, in, in, in two <laughs> thousand three exactly. yeah <laughs> the money that being vulgar the money yeah. in two thousand three two thousand four to commit to a video game I feel like more actors yeah. of that caliber would be willing to do that now but I think to do it yeah. back then is quite you know yeah, risky was, yeah yeah sorry I'm I'm just like soft to you I'm I'm just swimming in a sea of naughty's nostalgia at this moment. Yeah. I'm just I'm just reading. <laughs> this is a this is a review of the game, everything or nothing. Players can race through a shitstorm of artillery fire in a <laughs> in a Porsche KN Turbo complete with Q cloak invisibility feature or missile firing triumph oh. Daytona six hundred. A perfect ten out of ten. Maxime. I mean it's just like the perfect <laughs> <laughs> It's just like early naughty's dream again. I feel like I'm 14 year old again. It's so good. <laughs> Nuts and zoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> was there um, a motor oh, motorcycle chase in this or is that Nightfire? No, it, it's in this. this, this two, I think there's two levels where oh, that. Yeah. Uh, two or three levels where you can. Oh, and Heidi Klum. On. Was Heidi Klum on the other bike maybe? Is that coming back? No, I mean, I wish. Like, I mean, I think in the. in the I think in the main motorbike level is when you're in. New Orleans, and you go over the wow. Ponte Pontecharin Bridge, is is what it is, and then um, yeah, and you're chasing Jaws, who's in a tanker. Whoa. You go so fast; it's like you're going at light speed. Because, like this, you break the sound <laughs> barrier, you just keep going, and then you have to flame the tires on Jaws's tanker, but you can't blow it up because it'll explode. It's just it is madness. But the thing is, that works for video games. That that kind of element works for. I don't yeah. I don't need. A realistic, a realistic shooter in a in a Bond video game. Shooter L, the, the video game. No, yeah, I, I, I just I don't I, I don't story. need that. No, well, I mean, it's fine to have. I love to have a story in a in a, a video game, but um, like that. But I just think then it's it's the EA games of the time doing what they've done. They've had big hitters with you know Agent Under Fire and Nightfire. This is the next step. They've got all these elements going into it. And when and when the EA finally released Die Another Day as the, the game, that was just incredible, wasn't it? On the big screen, being able to watch Die Another Day. What a great game that was. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I thought the playability was excellent. Um, you know, larger than life concepts. Effects. Like I said to my friend um, the other night, I said, oh, like, Dying of the Day's special effects in places just reminds me of Attack of the, of the Clones, mm. and um, that's not, I wouldn't yeah, want to yeah, compare. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, and, <laughs> but I think the person who was doing the Pierce Brosnan, the Pierce Brosnan impersonation Dying of the Day was maybe just a little bit too Pierce Brosnan, maybe a little bit. Too much, would you say? Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we live to die another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. You live to die another day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harry, can you can you tell me what the name of Maya's character was in in the game? Um, Maya. <laughs> yeah. Halfway there. Yeah. Maya Starling. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. A bit like a. Bit like VJ in Octopussy. That's what we're going for. I think it's a nod to that, isn't it? I mean, it if, if, if Maya is an NSA agent, then she's done a great job of keeping her identity a secret. <laughs> yeah. um, the song itself. So one of the uh, the writers producers on it is a guy called Ron Fair. You might have heard of him. He's he's like a Uber producer. He's like he doesn't just do the songs. He like develops and manages the artists. So he helped the careers of Black Eyed Peas, Christina Aguilera, Pussycat Dolls. <laughs> Pussycat dolls. Pussycat dolls. Yeah. Um, the dolls, yeah. There is a bit of a Jai Ho element. Song. Yeah, so some of the songs he's produced, one of Rob's favourites, Vanessa Carlton, A Thousand Miles. Is that quite John? Yeah, it's, it's very... It's very recognisable piano intro, isn't it? But I don't know if that's necessarily the production. Yeah. I'm quite sure Vanessa had already picked that riff up before then. But yeah. yeah, oh yeah. He was involved in the Lady Marmalade remix or the new version, Where Is The Love? Yeah. Again, getting, you know, big names involved yeah. in the writing yeah, as well. Yeah. Massive. You mentioned Bruce Fierstein. The, 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 other, the other writer of the game was like a, a team, Danny Bilson and Paul DeMio. This is these two credits that they've done. Okay, they've done loads of video games. They've done the Harry, games, the Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Medal of Honor, Warhammer 40,000. All the EA and games. quite a few of the other Bond games that we've mentioned. Yeah, all yeah. The, yeah. Uh, but the two films that they've been involved with, The Rocketeer, so oh, the Tempted Oh, here we go. Yeah. I mean, I've not seen this yet, but Dat Five Bloods. What a completely different film. The new, the latest Spike Lee film. Oh, right. Netflix, right. With um, Delroy Lindo. Ah. So there you go. Very good. If you're enjoying this episode of Really 007, find us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. You can also download more episodes from iTunes, Spotify or our new YouTube channel. Du bat bon love. Du bat boy oi. Du bat bon love. Anyway, so the song, the song guys, it does, it does follow on a bit, definitely from Dine of the Day. Bit of dance, bit of trance, bit of R&B, vocal ad libs. Not Sigmund Freud, but you know, <laughs> that that kind of thing. It do, it and it sounds Bond, just mm. like that song. Yeah. So uh, for me, mm. I'm I'm <laughs> in a happy place. Yeah. <laughs> I think it does a good job of um, integrating itself, uh, and making it feel like it's part of the soundtrack. I think when you were just saying there was, there's a bit of it that sounds kind of Egyptian, which fits with you know the, yeah, the levels yeah. in Egypt where they kind of have there's a similar sound there. And I think just. I, I just think the whole thing, it, it sounds, because of the electronic sound, it, it mixes well with the whole story of nanobots and, and all of that. What I, what I do think is the most interesting thing about this song is that there is free versions. You know, you, you have...
have yes. the you have the original version, which is the which is the theme song, which is on there. You have the remix version, which is a lot more like the Dine of the Day end credits version of Dine of the Day, where it's like yeah, it's just thumping. <laughs> it's like oh great, you're going to be in a club dancing to everything or nothing. Um, okay, my favorite is the jazz version, which is the one that Maya sings yes. in the Kiss Kiss Club, and is one is the version that she performed live on yeah. Jay Leno. Yeah, which yeah. is insane. The How idea the idea that they promoted this game yes. on Jay Leno and had Maya sing it on there. Yeah. And she does a really good job of singing it so live. Good. Like, I just think it's it's mad how we went, we got to that point with Bond video games. Um, so I think the actual, the song itself, as I've said, is fine. Um, I don't think there's, you know, anything in the lyrics that's particularly uh, interesting apart from the lyric, what good's the bottom without the top? Yeah. Yeah. Which which da- which <laughs> which David from License Queer? Yeah, David from License Queer was like, you have to uh, mention that, and I was like, don't worry. Good lad, we've got it, David. As a kid, I never really thought about you know that. It just meant, oh, well, you're on the. It's like, oh, you're on the bottom now. You're on the top. You know, that's that is Bond. You know, when he's beaten down, he comes back up fine. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it is true. What what good is the bottom without the top? I mean, I I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, some of the, whatever give, could you do. Give me the bowl, cause a bite's just the tease. I mean, that's kind of a make it last all night esque. Yeah. It's your yeah. I, I it's your world and tomorrow's not guaranteed, I think is a really good lyric actually. It, again it sounds very, very bondish. Bold. Yeah. I have difficulty to talk about this one because I, I listen to it a lot less than nearly civilized. I d I don't know why that's the case. Again, I would I would listen to the jazz version more so anyway. But yeah, I mean, I would be interested to know more about what other people think of it, because I feel like, again, in Bond games in general, the the, the, the songs aren't taught about. I think what, what I, I, yeah. I, really, I really like it, and I think it's got um, a really catchy chorus that does work its way in as an earworm, probably. There's, I think the slight problem with it was that, I'm trying to compare this with Nightfire, but with everything or nothing, you on the game, you'd only hear the first verse, then the chorus, and then it was kind of gone. And it mm. never reached a climax yeah. in the game. You never really got into it. Where actually, if you listen to the full version, it does build up and become a lot more of a song. But the game never quite showcased the song. Probably because, yeah, I think, again, you saw it every time you played the game, you'd hear it. So obviously they didn't want a you know a four minute song every time you play, so they had to whittle it down. And I think that yeah. perhaps worked against it because you just heard the first verse and the first chorus. Yeah, so you know if people actually heard it the full song more, it, it might become more appreciated as a song. But it kind of it lost its punch in the way that it was presented in the game. I reckon at the end of Nightfire they play the full nearly civilized song. Right. it stands you know they don't have the full song in the title sequence of Nightfire whereas with Everything or Nothing they play as you said a bit of the song in the title sequence and then for the end credits they have the remix so you don't actually hear the full mm. version of the of the theme yeah. of Everything or Nothing which I don't know whether that's detrimental or not because I mean I feel like the remix is the one that I listen to the least I don't mm. think it's as much as I, I yeah. think the song's good I don't think the remix is particularly easy listening um, I wouldn't choose to really listen to it out of all the Bond <laughs> uh, music in the world my thoughts on, on this song are takes what the style of Die Another Day and actually makes it into a far better Bond song than Die Another Day my, my issue with Die Another Day is that it's not a Bond song it's a Madonna song that they the producer has put on some bits on it to try and make it sound a bit more Bondian, yeah. but it's it's a Madonna song. 
this has that R&B vibe, but it feels Bondian to me, uh, how it's done. I think it's a very, very, very catchy chorus, and I absolutely love, love, love that version they did on Jay Leno. I mean, that mm. is a fantastic yeah, yeah. version of the song. And and again, I mean, I just thinking back and I think the title, Everything or Nothing, this is the theme tune. This could quite easily have been the fifth Pierce bill. You know, yeah. we could have, oh. we could have, we could have done it. So exciting. Sh- Shannon Elizabeth is is very much casting equivalent to Denise Richards. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's Follow not, on, you know, yeah. it's, it's that similar thing, isn't Love it? Action. You know, yeah. Will Willem Dafoe is the villain. <laughs> Love Island. <laughs> it's it's just there, and it's just a shame that there wasn't a film, and this was the game to complement the film. It would have mm. just been so good. But we got both. 4.5, Brosnan 4.5. Does that mean we include 007 Legends as Craig's sixth Bond film? <laughs> well, no, because it's not original, yeah. is it? Well, yeah, I mean, that that just brings out a lot of questions up. It's like, has Craig experienced all the films that we've seen just from his perspective that we've not seen on cinema screens? It's I did not Yeah, it. Yeah, it is, but I mean... It's not only a faith in the audience, isn't it? Like, oh, we'll only accept this. We'll only want to play it if it's Daniel Craig as Bond. But if you did, you wouldn't like those films without Connery, would you? Yeah. If I could play on a on a Master Secret Service as George Lazenby, I mean, that would be everything. I mean, oh. mm. they've pretty much got Diana Riggs' likeness. So the fact that you don't—I mean, there's a whole issue with whose likeness they have and whose they don't because it's just not consistent at all. But uh, yeah, but I think with everything or nothing, I think you're pretty much at peak Bond gaming here. I mean, you've had yeah. Rogue. A golden eye rogue agent afterwards that you know just is it the multiplayer is great the store the single player campaign not so much and then from which we have love that i think it's really great and i think that's kind of a nice way to end that era as you lead up to casino royale i mean this is can you imagine the next when the new bonds unveiled and if if amazon are involved or whoever you know in terms of a big money buy then my word, we might get this sort of again, this sort of plethora of video game tie-ins. It could, I mean, that's something we'd want. We don't, we don't necessarily want the the, the joke now is you know the Money Penny Diaries or something like that. We don't necessarily need that. Oh. But games, give give us some Bond games. That'd be. I mean, just think about it now. How excited you'd be playing that, and it particularly either. I like it if it's a new mission. I mean, when we got from, from Russia with Love, I was like, oh my word, are they going to do every Bond film now? Mm. And I got ridiculously excited about that yeah I, I mean yeah. that that would be another avenue I remember, I remember having like a, there was a magazine called Toxic and I used to get that um, as a kid I remember that having like on the back cover was just the From Russia With Love poster for the oh. game and I remember being like oh my god like what is this and I think at that time I hadn't even seen the film From Russia With Love so I probably played the video game oh, before right. I played mm. before I watched the film I know I, know, I, know, I mean all, all the all the Bond fans from the sixties are gonna hate me, but um, yeah, I mean, I still, I still, no, I still, way I still it goes the way in, doesn't it? No, it is. I, I it, ga- yeah, it yeah. gave me an, an additional Connery experience. Yeah, and I think the Connery fact that he vo- it, that he voices unbelievable yeah, himself. the voice as well. Of it. He's getting on a bit by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is jarring. But I mean, you know, to be in MI six in the sixties with Lois Maxwell's Money Penny, 
and Bernard Lee's M. I, I think EA just did such yeah. a good job overall. Activision yeah. did what Activision did, and that's just the way it is. But I think that era meant a lot. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to a lot of other people. I know you guys as well. That whole time between GoldenEye from Much With Love is just those 10 years or eight years really from 97 if we're saying but yeah and the fact that we managed to get you know some good music whether it's the soundtrack or the title uh songs is is just another added bonus so good to hear i can honestly say that when we've talked in our previous podcast about everything you feel pumped and you feel so in the mood for bond but i i don't think i've felt this this excited to sort of revisit things that have almost been forgotten hmm because you can't, you can't just whack on. You know, you can easily put on a Bond film, can't you? You can just watch one now. It's a bit more difficult to sort of track down a game that you've just got memories of, or even if you haven't played some of them. But now I'm thinking, wow, there's all these extra adventures, extra yeah. missions, a whole world. There's a whole world out there for us that you know we've yet to explore. And I think, yeah, definitely, we'll definitely come back. Oh, there's please. other songs. I was looking through the Bond video game back catalogue. You know, there's a there's a uh, Forgotten a name now. Um, Just Stone. Just Stone, yeah, the Just Stone. Just Stone. Um, yeah. Is that Agent of the Files for that one? Yeah. No, it's it's Bloodstone. So I've actually Bloodstone. not played Bloodstone yet. I'm actually I need I need it's to get one. I need to get through Quantum of Solace first um, if I can ever get through oh, yeah, that game yeah. be- before I get onto Bloodstone because those those are the two games that I've, those are the, t- the two Craig games that I never played. So I really want to actually try <laughs> and get through them. But no, I've I've heard the Joss Stone song and I, I'd rather I'd rather not listen to it again until I play the game. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not a massive Joss Stone fan, but I think that there's been a lot of positive feedback on it, so I'm intrigued to kind of hear it within it and of course like Maya Joss Stone's in the game as well and I think Nat- Natasha Bedingfield did the GoldenEye Rogue Agent did, song yeah. she, then she was in from Rush oh, yeah. Um, yeah. oh yeah Nicole Scherzinger did uh, Gold- GoldenEye that was uh, GoldenEye uh, remastered, oh. remastered yeah. Reloaded yeah, yeah. GoldenEye Reloaded, Reloaded. yeah, yeah. So there's so many games but I, th- I think what oh, you were just God. saying about you know there's so much in the video games I think I think people would historically say that about the books. Like, if people had just seen the films, they'd say, oh, you're missing out because yeah. you've not read the books. And I think we're at, we're at a point now where it's like, you may be missing out because you've not played the games mm. because it's just an yeah, added experience. Yeah. And although yeah. I, I, as a, I haven't read the books, I've read part of two of the books and that's it. Whereas I have a lot more background with the games. So I think there are so many different entry points and there's so many different yeah, parts absolutely. of Bond that people get in touch with. Absolutely. That I just think there's just so much out there, as well as James Bond Jr. <laughs> which I will watch at some point. Yeah. Oh. Speaking about just just to speak about that, Sam, I've just been on uh, Game Fabric trying to find um, to download everything or nothing, and I found it. But underneath it, it has another bunch of games, and it has Nightfire to download, and it has Goldeneye, and then it has James Bond Junior. the game to download. What? <laughs> I don't know what? that one. It's got a what? seven out of ten based on two reviews. Yeah. So there we go. It's it's very it's very Nintendo-y, like very flat, Game flat. Boy-y kind yeah. of thing. Oh yeah, it's very, James Bond. I can't remember. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can't remember what YouTube what the YouTube channel is called, but um, I posted it on Twitter just recently. They've done a full uh, ranking of all the James Bond games, or at least the majority anyway. I don't know if that James Bond Junior game's on there, but it's really interesting if you just want an overview of all yeah. the games and to see yeah. how they did. Um, they rank them all. So the ones from the eighties, like the View to a Kill. Um, game all the way through to Double Seven Legends. So it's it's at least int- that was interesting for me to find out about those other games. Marvel. Well if you weren't if you weren't excited about this game before, I'm gonna give you the first line of it of the, the script. 
the agents of scum, a nefarious criminal organization, have stolen priceless items that contain secrets to vast riches and power. With his arsenal of secret weapons and vehicles to help him, it is up to James Bond Jr. to track these villains throughout the world and put an end to their sinister plans. So if you want to track down scum, get yourself a game of James Bond Jr. <laughs> I mean, you're the marketing person right there for it, John. Do you need this? <laughs> get it down. You, you, just said, you just said that just so passionately and confidently. I think Gonzalez is an agent of scum. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, imagine if yeah. I downloaded that game and uh, make it last night, all night, was the theme tune to James Bond Jr. <laughs> oh. We'll edit it, we'll edit you know, it in. Yeah. yeah James Bond Jr. players the can't listen to that. trying to appeal to the young children. Yeah. One of the most racy vocals. <laughs> we're trying to, oh, we're trying to was... attract all audiences. Well, here you go. Do you think, <laughs> just in... in, in Attempts to link all that we've talked about tonight. Do you think Sheena Easton is responsible for Madonna <laughs> and Maya and Joss Stone appearing in the stories because she appears mm. in the opening credits? Do you think? Do you think? Can do you think we can do that? Can we give, give that to Sheena? Okay. 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 <laughs> uh, do we go into the Isabella Skrutko back catalogue as well? Mm. What's the Isabella Skrutko? Um, oh, right, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, doing albums. No, I mean, I, in Sweden, yeah. I, I think that they don't want it. Okay. There, there is such a there is such a jump between Sheena and, and Maya. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go to that really quickly. Um, I, I think I think Maya, I think EA went to Maya, so they specifically went to to her for a reason. Um, I don't know whether they offered her the character as well within that, but if they did, then it, I, I think it was more just a business decision of, oh, oh yeah, we, can yeah. kill, we can kill two birds with one stone. You know, there's been a lot more stretched ideas out there, so I think we can, we can give it to you, Harry, if you want. Sheena Easton was responsible <laughs> That's for everything or nothing yeah. and, and for Bloodstone. <laughs> That's um, what I came on tonight wanting to talk about, and, I've, and I hope, hope, hope I've succeeded in my mission to, to create some peace. kind of gratitude towards Sheena for what she's done for the EA Bond universe. I mean, EA she, 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 she was good without. <laughs> yeah. She had nine to five and sugar walls anyway. She was all good. She, did, she didn't need James Bond. Right, but, um, <laughs> right well, thank you guys. I've Absolutely love this because we haven't really focused on the games at all. We we talked a bit about from Russia we no. love the game um, and the world is not enough game when we did those reviews. There's a world outside your window, uh, to quote Band Aid. In fact, there's a link with Band Aid. I was going to tell you, <laughs> Maya was on the. This is so sad. Maya was on the 2020. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> <on> the, <laughs> I'm getting tired. Maya was on the 2010. We are the world for Haiti. Oh yeah. Version. Oh, Which, uh, I mean, there's some uh, yeah. the sublime and ridiculous on that. I've, yeah, goodness me. Anyway, mm. so yeah, thank you, gents. Uh, <laughs> I've really enjoyed this. We're going to be downloading, somehow obtaining these games, finding them from from the attic or whatever. They're all behind me. I've got the PS2 behind me. We're all going I've to got the 64 oh, behind yeah. me. It's confirmed. Is this at your party, mate? Brilliant. This bomb party needs to happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this house party. Like, I'm just going to be like, okay, all all my friends, <laughs> you go, you you just do something else. Um, you guys just come yeah. here and, and watch yeah. the games. And Absolutely. Oh, so good. Well, thank you, Sam. I'm sure we'll be uh, you'll be joining us again. It's been really entertaining. And yeah, we will no, go further you. into the James Bond songbook in in the future. 
But for now, thanks for joining us, guys. And uh, yeah, we love James Bond, don't we? We love him. Do we? Do we? <laughs> if it's no, then this is really bad. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but no, thank you, everyone. Really <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.